Welcome to the PlayStation Non Plus podcast, a gaming centric podcast mostly focused on Sony's PlayStation Plus service. I'm one of your hosts, Kirk Martin, and with me, as always, the turkey to my stuffing, Chris Dorman. How has your November been, Chris? Uh, it's not bad. Hey, we're we're in the we're in the the throes of fall now. The death throes of 2020 have begun, and I couldn't be happier about it. How no, about you? You're one of those guys like, oh, the world's going to get better because 2020 is over. <laughs> I'm absolutely not. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, we're still fucked, buddy. We got like two or three years here. But hey, you have us to keep your spirits high. Maybe. Clearly. Um, yes, we're the Shirley Temple. That'll get us all through this. <laughs> with our, Oh, yeah. You think it's just going to get better because the year changes? Guess what, fucko? <laughs> uh, no, November's good. It seems like it's been a long time since we podcast. Uh, but then I was reminded we did two in October. Yes. yes. Which leads me to something that I just remembered. I think we're going to have like two or three in the next like two months. Like, well, obviously we should have two in the months, but I think we're going to at least do one more, like some game of the year stuff. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, that's right. That should be fun. And no, not real game of the year coverage. Our PlayStation Plus game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> idiots well no we also have to have our serious actual game of the year coverage oh yes absolutely spoiler it's hades we're gonna um, get drunk and yell at each other about hades and the last of us maybe that'll be the special <laughs> the holiday special <laughs> christmas eve we're just going live on twitch and yelling about which was better hades or the last of us part two i'll bring the brandy you bring the robes let's get it done well let's not waste any more time though um we had a very excellent month, I think, uh, for PlayStation Plus with November 2020. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you get us started with Hollow Knight? Sure. Uh, Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania-style game that was developed and published by Team Cherry. Uh, it's an Australian studio made up of three people. Um, it was uh, originally released in 2017 on Windows, Mac, and Linux, but came to consoles in 2018. Um, fun fact about this game is that it was partially funded, uh, through Kickstarter. I think they raised like 57,000, uh, Australian dollars, whatever that means. Um, and they're asking for like 20,000. So it was a huge deal, but it, it was enough that they were able to actually afford that third team member and a composer for the game. Uh, and it worked really well because, uh, the ambient music in this game is actually a big selling point. I didn't realize this game was so small. Like the, the team was so small. The game was, was so like a, a super indie. Like I knew it was an indie game, but what are Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough to like get a hold on the idea that, wow, three people made this thing. Cause it is a massive uh, game. Could you imagine how good of a podcast those three people could make when you look at this dumpster fire that we <laughs> well they've got that whole third person if you could get some sponsorships and maybe make some money to hire that third person maybe that would be that third heat <laughs> we would brought do. to you by oh fuck i got nobody that's i have no, no, we've got nobody God, sometimes you just start <laughs> and you have no idea where you're going anyways hollow knight uh in this game uh you control an unnamed voiceless knight uh, he appears to be some sort of beetle, um, you, and you're exploring a huge underground world 
uh, fighting through other hostile bugs and unlocking new areas. It's very exploration based. This game just sort of throws you in there. doesn't even tell you what button is swing your sword. Can I say uh, I absolutely love that? And, yeah, it's amazing. And it, it, it gave me this like true gamer like moment when I literally just went left, right, and square, and he swung his thing. I was like, all right, cool, let's go. X to jump. Yeah, let's, ex- let's keep going. Yeah, exactly. You just uh, And then I think when I was talking to you later, I realized that it didn't tell me to hit those buttons. Yeah, it, it, it straight up doesn't. Um, it just gives you hot lore nonsense that means nothing to you, and you just sort of have to figure it out. Um, but yeah, the combat's super simple. You have a sword, um, which is called a nail. Um, and you can learn magic spells as you go. So you have some, you know, ranged attacks. Um, it's very challenging. So you have a set level of hits that you can take. I think you start with five, um, masks that every time you get hit or run into an environmental hazard, you lose one mask. Um, but you can regenerate your health, uh, by, using focus, which you collect from landing melee attacks on enemies. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sort of got that, uh, Soulsborne feel to it. Um, especially with it being challenging like that. Uh, and also, you know, if you do die, you have a chance to go recover your currency, um, and unhollow yourself, I guess, uh, cause it does limit your ability to heal yourself and oh, have spells. I, I get it now. Yeah. Um, so, oh gosh. Yeah. I loved, I loved how you had like that onboard heal, like you fucked up a little bit onboard heal or, you know, um, if your, your soul's gauge is just full, it's like, all right, well, I, I might as well just get this mask back and, and shoot somebody with my repulsor ray or whatever that comes out of my chest. Cause I am Iron Man. Well, you are essentially Iron Man. Yeah, it's it's great. But if you do die again without collecting your soul, uh, you will get you know that ability to heal back, but you're going to lose all of your currency. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. There's so many boss battles. There's a lot of optional activities in this game um, that you come across, and you're like, "Wow, I probably didn't need to do that," but it's a lot of fun. Um, but every boss battle feels different, and they're all challenging in different ways. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's always that same basic, you know, they only have so many moves they can do, figure out the patterns and you're going to beat this boss. It's a rare occasion for me to beat one of these bosses on the first try. Um, usually it takes a few for me, but that's just because I'm terrible at video games. <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels super good <laughs> when that, you eventually do pop them. I was surprised. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised because like these kind of these like hardcore like platformer uh, like Soulsy kind of games, the controls are typically pretty tight. Um, but man, like this game was was real good. Like uh, like you were striking as soon as you hit that strike button. Like the fidelity between controls and what the knight does on screen, I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, only to remind myself that when I did fail, it's because totally my fault. It wasn't like a fidelity issue, a frame rate drops or anything like that. Like, you know, I just fucking suck and get good and learn to jump idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> learn to jump L2J. Uh, yeah, it's, it, that is exactly what it is. Every, every time it's like, well, I screwed that up. You don't ever, 
you don't ever get to say, oh, this game, you know, screwed me no, so hard. Like, not at all. It's, it's, it's not what happened and you know it. Um, yeah, I love this game. Uh, it's got this great hand-drawn animation style. Um, and as you were just saying, the controls are incredibly tight. Uh, it's got this, like, just huge amount of charm for a game that doesn't have any, like, spoken voice acting but it's got oh. that you know similish or animal crossing like and yeah it's, 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 i loved it it's gibberish like papanada like it's it's so good um you know what it reminded me of hmm. when you talk to uh marine in patapon papaya i love that shit like every time i was playing the game i just thought about patapon a little bit whenever i talked to anybody in hall was the place called Hallcast? what was hold fast you're you're on some Patapon nonsense right now, buddy. What's the city? What's the I, city? I can't I can't come with you on this Patapon train. You know this. What is the city that you're you're fighting in in uh, Hollow Knight? In Hollow Knight, there. Well, you're not. Fu- oh, um, Hollow Deep Ness. Oh, Deep Ness. Ness. Oh, I I'm I'm lost. Speaking of being what lost, game did you play? <laughs> speaking of being lost, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. But I found that. It's super cool that they hardcore exploration game, but I I I was lost as fuck at all times. And that's I, the thing. I beat a couple bosses, beat a couple mini bosses, and like at at one point I was just like retracing myself. I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you gotta just, you know look at the map and it's really tough early going like that because you, they give you nothing. Like you have to buy the ability to see where you are on any map and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but it's just a matter of checking every possible place on that map. And uh, you, it's just, you're missing something. It's always, you're missing something. I haven't had any scenarios yet where it's just, Oh, the game was borked and I can't get to an area. Uh, if you have the traversal abilities, you can get to, any area in the game it's just things are gear gated yes as per usual in hollow knight it is the player's fault (laughs) Uh, um, yeah so like i was saying it's just incredibly charming uh the big example of this was that early on in like the second area uh i was just going through and i saw this other bug that didn't look hostile just trapped in a little area so i fought my way up there and rescued this bug um and, you know, it was uh, a female bug named Bretta uh, who was, like, super grateful and was like, oh, wow, you know, you came and rescued me, Bretta, the, the girl that nobody remembers, everyone forgets about. And she's goes back to town. And when you go back to the hub area, uh, Dirt Mouth, the hub area, uh, she's sitting on the bench there. And, like, if she sees you, she'll be like, oh, and you go up and you have to sit on the bench to rest and she gets all excited but another building opens up after that in the main town area and it's her house and you can go in there. And as you keep going in there, she keeps getting more and more like paraphernalia about your character, about the night character. So like there's a stuffed animal of you on her bed and there's like posters on her walls. And uh, you can re- call it a uh, boyfriend pillow, Chris. Yes. Yes. It's a bo- Well, maybe, uh, and then there's like a diary that you can read and it's got like the start of some deeply erotic fan fiction. It never gets like, it never gets to that point, but it's definitely leading up to something. 
and it always stops right before there, uh, thankfully, but also kind of, hey, Bretta, how you get down? Um, yeah, it's it's just stuff like that is riddled throughout the game. Uh, I love this game. Um, there's a sequel coming soon. Uh, Silk Song ex- expect, expected to come out soonish, and I will definitely be there for that. So good job, Hollow Knight. You've won me over with your availability on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> Are you going to say that shit every time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. What an asshole, what an asshole. Um, I think I let my thoughts be known in that. Uh, it's peppered in with you, but we do have some thoughts from the listeners. And um, always remember that you can hit us up on the Discord. Um, I will have the link in the show notes. You can also hit us up on Twitter and our email, which I'll give at the end of the podcast here. But from Chris L, um, he thinks Hollow Knight is awesome. Uh, he found Hollow Knight... Uh, Reminiscent of Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo, which adds a comforting nostalgia uh, that urged him to move forward in this game, despite uh, how challenging it was. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is that um, the developers actually have said that they based the movement on this game for the night off of Mega Man X. So it's zero acceleration on the ground. Like you have a constant moving speed, but you have huge amounts of uh, directional influence in the air um which is uh yeah it's exactly what everybody wants night in smash yeah give me night in smash oh my god he would my name so much di so much di Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i thought that was really cool when you when you highlighted that for me like you know chris hit the hit it on the head and so did you chris uh thanks so i mean it's going to be no surprise here uh plus or non-plus yeah super plus on Hollow Knight. I'm going to have to give it a plus as well. I was going to say non-plus. Did I almost get you, Chris? Did I? You did not. Kirk, tell me about Middle-Earth Shadow of War. Don't tell me what to do, bro. Uh, but I will. Uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War is an action RPG developed by Monolith Productions. Uh, it is the sequel to Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor and was originally released in 2017. Um, in Shadow of War, you play as the Ranger Talion who is hosted and kept alive by his ghost pal, Celebrimbor. Uh, so in Shadow of War, you are on a quest to defeat the Dark Lord Sauron. Um, and to do that, you need to craft, surprise, more rings and produce a giant army of orcs with which to defeat the forces of evil. Spoiler alert, I think you're the bad guy as well. Um, You're definitely the baddies. Wait a minute. I didn't think about it until just now. You're putting together an army of orcs in a Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, you're 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 probably the good guys there, right? We're told Chris, we're doing it for good. Dude, Calibrimbor is on a power trip. There's a moment in this game, I don't know if you got there, where you are standing in arena in an arena after destroying like this orc champion, and you start screaming that you are the bright lord and you scare hundreds of orcs away like they're just like whoop time to fucking dip (laughs) it is fantastic and uh one of the things i really really love about this game is it oozes the feel of those lord of the rings movies like the 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 music the accents in the game like it's just a little bit it's not like this the standard um high fantasy accent there's a little something else going on to it I absolutely love the magic is wispy. You know what I mean? Do you you know that style I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's fucking orcs everywhere and there's towers everywhere. Always towers. I mean, 
what's going on with these towers, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got lots of them. You got lots of them. Um, I always talk. I think I think I literally talk about this every month, and I feel like such an asshole at all times. The voice acting is fucking top notch in this game. Um, it's led by Troy Baker, like ninety percent of games, it's and it's a video game. Laura Bailey. Um, one thing that I, I thought was really cool. Uh, I think it was early on in the game. I run into this orc captain, and I'm like, "Man, that sounds like Kamal Nanjiani." And I looked it up, and it was Kamal Nanjiani. Uh, it proceeded to make me feel real bad about killing that fucking orc. <laughs> I, I did not like that. I did not like that. So if you find Kamal, maybe don't, maybe don't kill him. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, kill him. Again, I I will never. Wow. <laughs> I I love Kamal Nanjiani. I will never forgive him for his his character in mass effect andromeda who is just a real piece of shit uh he he i love solarians and that was a bad solarian oh he plays a solarian a bad yeah he did it he did a great job like he played that slime ball solarian very well but again that character sucked and i hate him i hate how i think this is the second time you brought up mass effect andromeda and the more you talk about it the more i kind of want to check it out Dude, go for it. You're no. not going to make it all the way, but go for it. No, I don't think I don't. You'll think get it I for will. like seven bucks. I, Chris, we we 2021. We're getting the original trilogy. We're getting the band back together, and then I can be happy in Mass Effect, and then this can become the Mass Effect centric podcast it was always meant to be. But until then, I'm going to talk about Shadows of War. <laughs> uh. When it comes to gameplay, it plays a lot like those Arkham games, um, like the Arkham Asylum games, very uh, counter-focused and combo-focused. You're building up meter to do crazy moves and some really awesome magic, um, lots of executions. And just like the original, uh, you're cutting orcs' heads off when you do these executions. It just flows yeah, so I, well, I, and it's so I fun to do. I love the combat in this game. I love the combat in these games, like, and it always just looks so cool. Like... And brutal. It got really brutal. <laughs> it got really brutal, but it just it moves. It just flows like water. Um, one thing I loved, I, I remember in the arc. I think it does a little bit better that actually than Arkham is when you would do those counter. When you would counter, I, I don't remember if you remember from the Arkham games. You would counter, and then you'd go hit a guy, and Batman would just do this like stutter jump across the arena, yeah. <laughs> and like punch somebody. This mm-hmm. game does a good job of closing the distance, but not making it look so awkward. I think yeah. probably because you have a sword, it's a little easier to not make it look so awkward. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, something I didn't mention in my notes is the RPG uh, RPG uh, systems in it. You're getting lots of loot very often, constantly upgrading. And then all your loot has quests associated. Most of your loot has quests associated with it that you can run off and do Um to power up your weapons or get special perks on them, which I, I appreciate. It's really, really neat. And um, it's not so gear level focused. Like I was running around with some underpowered gear just because I like the perks on it. And I, I did the upgrade trees and you can just pay um, the currency to upgrade the weapons as well to your current level. Uh, the nemesis system is back in this game. Once again, like all praise to the nemesis system. I wish uh, somebody else would take it and use it and run with it, but nobody really has. Um, there was a newer system in this game uh, that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, like I said, you're trying to make an orc army in this game to take down Sauron. And um, 
for your orcs, you want to train up your captains, get them like super powerful and beef them up. And the way they go about doing it is, is bad. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, like you'll send your orcs off to go challenge higher level captains or they'll go fight them in the pits and you'll go to these missions or you'll go to the pits and you sit there and you watch your orc fight another orc for like five minutes. Wait, wait, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> you just sit there and watch. It's a completely, uh, yep. non-interactive experience. It's not an interactive experience. That's great. And your orc goes, grrr, and like, it's like wrestling except, and they tried, it's like an in-game camera and they try to make it like cinematic point of view type of things. And it's atrocious. Orc simulator for 2017. It's atrocious. Um, it made me wish that they just did the brotherhood thing from Assassin's Creed brotherhood. My, like one of my, my favorite, favorite games. Just go in the menu, send your captain off on a mission someplace else. And um, after a given time, he's either successful or he fails. And he comes back, gives you a little gold and and gains some experience. I think it would have been really easy to implement in this game since it already has like a a clock based on um, activities, like an activity clock. So for every activity... Uh, or so most of the orcs have something going on, whether they're like fighting another orc or getting ready to level up or going on a hunt or something like that. And you typically have three, three actions to in which to stop them, three activities in which to stop them. So every activity you do and you complete everybody's thing ticks down and they level up or they die or something like that. I think it would have been really easy to have your captains go off and do something it's going to take two activities to complete. You do your two activities and the person comes back. And like I said, success, fail, dead, alive, level up. I, I just now, go ahead. Sorry. Do they have like a rabbits button like in Brotherhood? Yes, that was- they do. So you have a bodyguard with you. Actually. Okay. So this is really cool. You have a couple rabbits buttons, Chris. You have three rabbits <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't even going to talk about this shit, but now I'm excited because it's actually pretty cool. So eventually, so this game has an expansive skill system It's super, super cool. Lots of stuff going on. You can really craft Talion the way you want him to be. And eventually you're going to get them all. I seem like I'm unlocking a lot of stuff here. Uh, it's all very, very exciting. Um, But so first you get to call first thing I unlocked was calling a Karagor. Like I just can call a cat beast out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he comes and I, it says, Hey, ride your Karagor. I'm like, no, I'm just going to send him to go eat orcs. <laughs> sure. Great. Super fantastic. One of the main things you're doing in this game is you are, uh, what are they? What's it called in the game? You're not corrupting them. You are not brainwashing them. Let's just say enslaving. (laughs) You're taking over. So during your missions, you're able to just take over orcs at will. So you're sneaking. So like for me, like most of my time I spent like sneaking around high, taking over the archers. And then you hit right on the D pad and it activates all the orcs that you corrupted. And they start. And for me, like my archers all of a sudden were just raining fire from up high onto all the orcs below. So that's your second rabbit's button. Your third rabbit's button is when you press down on the D-pad and you get your orc bodyguard, your big captain bodyguard to come and help you. And I had 
uh, this big motherfucker. I think he was called like the war machine or war hammer or something like that. Something war something. And he was massive. And he would just come up and just start like beating the crap out of people. I'm like, there we go. That's it. So three rabbits buttons, super cool. I just wish it was easier to level up your captains. Not easier, just less convoluted. If it, and yeah, if it's gonna be like boring, that. put it in a menu. <laughs> Don't make me live that. Don't make me live it. You know, right? And that was something that scared me when I first booted up this game. Is that like you jump in and it's like a five to ten minute cutscene that's like by the way previously on this game <laughs> previously uh, and then Middler. also yeah also here's a spider woman um yeah shalob like <laughs> just yeah. throws you in there like all right whatever i actually grew to really enjoy shelob's character in the game is it, she was pretty neat yeah, it's uh, it's all very cool like um it's lord of the rings uh, so cr- wait, hold on it breaks <laughs> It was all very what? And Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes. Pick one. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a very cool game. Uh and it does feel super good to just run through and just annihilate orcs at will. Just wait till um, you get to dominate them, Chris. That's the word I was looking for. Dominate the orcs. <laughs> but oh yes. Um Daddy ate the orcs. Uh it's Every time, though, I ended up, like, running through the city and killing all these orcs and then get getting overrun and running away and running through another pile of orcs. So they join on to it. And it always ends with, like, three uh, captains trying to kill me. And sometimes I get away from it. Most of the time they end up getting me. Um, so, but, so something I interesting know. I found, like, playing this game. I played um, – what was the first one called again? Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, man. I, 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 first of all, I think these games are named poorly. Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember, like, I would just get caught up in combat, like, like just like you were saying, like it's just sea of work, sea of work, and then a captain showed up, and you're almost about to kill this captain. Another captain shows up, and you're just like, fucking hell, this is never gonna end. Um, but I've matured and I've grown, and you can just fucking run up a building. <laughs> you could yeah, just, I mean, just run up a building. Run know. away for 10 seconds, sneak back around, and in this one, dominate a few orcs on your way and get back in that fight and fuck these dudes up. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, one thing I love doing. So if you if you ran into a captain that was too high a level, that was higher than your level, you can't corrupt them or you can't dominate them. Uh, but you can either choose to fight them to the death or shame them. Which brings down their level, so you can event, so you can dominate them later. And I just would always shame them, and just like Kella Brimbor face would come out, and he just start screaming. At the <laughs> <laughs> like, this game's fucked up, man. It's good though. Uh, I I, don't, I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the game is <laughs> ginormous. Um, there's lots to do if this is your style. Like you have more than enough uh, game here to play with, and and honestly enjoy. It's just it's just fun. It's one of those video game ass video games. Yeah. Um did you have anything else to add on Shadow of War? Uh no. Game's good. Uh I wish I had more time to play it. <laughs> nice. Uh well you're too busy with that Hollow Knight site. Uh so plus or non plus? Uh plus. I I love anytime you get a big beefy triple A game. Yeah. On. 
I'm also plussed. You know what? I would love, what else came out? In, oh, that was near Automata year, wasn't it? 2017. Yeah. That's why this <laughs> game didn't win any game of the year. Because <laughs> near Automata is the best fucking game of 2017, period. Yeah, this game is dope, man. I, hmm. But I just feel like I didn't hear much about it. And I feel like it got caught up in a microtransaction um, controversy real early as well. Yeah, I remember when I first booted up the game, actually. Yeah. Uh, they, they're they like, hey, we're bringing in this new thing where we're phasing out all the microtransactions. Yeah, so don't be mad at us. Probably a solid move. Probably a solid move. Yeah, for a single-player game, microtransactions, it, it seems arbitrary and weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like... Hey, you're gonna have to grind it. You're gonna have to grind it out. But if you want to make the grind a lot easier, and you're actually not getting anything because you're not playing with other people, uh, pay us. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh, super fucked up. But they took it out. So good on you. Good on you, Chris. One thing before we move on to the verdict of the month, I want to talk about is that we have two games that handled. Um, onboarding in very different ways in hollow Knight, like we spoke about earlier you get in the game it doesn't tell you even how to use your needle and you're off to the races doesn't tell you anything about really what's going on shadow of war (laughs) i constantly and maybe i just had to dip into my menus and turn shit off i constantly had like prompts up like hey hit this button to perform an execution it's like bitch i'm 25 hours into this game i know how to execute a damn orc or like when i was first starting to corrupt captains for my army they would always send the the first guy you corrupt or you dominate bruise who is an amazing character bruise is one of my favorite b-r-u-z look him up watch some of the stuff on YouTube. It's he's hysterical and lovely. Um, he, you, so you, you get through this intense fight, you dominate this captain. And all of a sudden this giant orc comes like strolling onto the screen and the camera pans over to him. It's like, Hey buddy, you got yourself another orc captain. Let's level him up by sending him to the arenas. This is how you send him to the arenas. And then it would oh. send you, oh yeah, dude. This happened five times in a row. <laughs> Bruce, why? Before I took over, before I did my first um before I did my first stronghold, which strongholds are awesome to take over as well. Um, but like it, Do you think Bruce used to say and and if you want him to level up faster, you can pay us $9.99. Dude, oh my God. I bet you Bruce did at some point send you to the microtransaction <laughs> menu. But Mike, it's it made me think about like the hand holding in, in like a lot of modern games, even. It's either like you get a Hollow Knight, uh, these indie games that are just like get good, figure it out. Like part of the enjoyment of this game is learning how to play it and learning how to be better. As opposed to like a game like this, which is like, hey, this is a video game. We want to make sure you're playing and having fun right away, but we're going to trip over our own feet and get in your way the whole time. Like, I mean, did you have any thoughts on this or am I just speaking out of No, there? like, I, yeah, I absolutely, I think it works in Hollow Knight. I, I don't know. Like, for instance, something like a PUBG could have definitely used some more handholding, I think, um, just because of the nature of that beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Shadow Shadow of War is such a as you as you said video game as video game that if you've been playing if you've been playing games for a while you're going to figure this stuff out. Just like 
with Hollow Knight. You, you know, don't get told anything. You press X, your guy jumps. You hit square, the guy swings a sword. Okay, well, I can get through most of this game until it starts telling me what I'm doing. Like, that's good. Um, I guess but yeah, I think, I don't know, it's a more comp. I think Shadow of War is a more complex game. So, like, they want to introduce these systems to you, and they don't want you to be able to say, oh, well, that wasn't properly explained. And I guess it is a um, a big uh, fuck. What's the word I'm looking? At? Lord of the Rings in general. Oh, it's a big property. So a lot of people might be interested who might not even be into like video games so much. So maybe right, it's something that they're just trying to onboard people easier. Maybe I don't know. It just it was just like it was glaring as I was playing. Yeah, it was particularly. And like I said, I was like I said, I was 15, 20 hours in, and it's giving me tutorials, <laughs> and I don't. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, it gets insulting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, notice you're really bad at video games. Notice you're a bit of an idiot. <laughs> Get out of here, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is clippy. It's very good. <laughs> Looks like you're trying to not suck at this video game. Looks like you're trying to dominate that orc captain. First, you're, you're going to need to put your hand on that person's face and scream at them with your ghost spirit. <laughs> Also, this game has led me to put my hand on my kids' faces and yell at them that their soul is mine. <laughs> Hell yeah. Obviously. I've sent you that picture. Yes, you did. <laughs> this is a thing that has happened. Yeah. Um, what are your do you have any overall thoughts for 2020, November? Oh, wow. Very European of you. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to include everyone, Chris. Sure. It's like the opposite of it, though. Um, so, yeah, I mean, great month. Great record. Uh, it was it was. Like I said, I loved Hollow Knight. So even if I didn't like Shadow of War at all, I probably would still say this is a plus month. Um, but yeah, Shadow of War, also a very uh, cool game. Like I said, I just wish I could play more of it. Uh, Why don't you just quit your job? Ooh, you know what? That's a thought. There we go. I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> Be right back. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. John, shove it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with my friend Talion, Tella Brimbor, and Bruise. Don't forget Shalob. <laughs> and always Shalob. Uh, and, and Tony Shalob. Yeah. 2020, um, I love that Sony gave us two big, beefy games uh, before the holidays. Because usually some people will have. I mean, we don't. I don't because I have twins, but that's besides the point. And, you know, just busy with life and being an adult. Adulting because I'm a millennial, I guess. Um, it's nice to get two big beefy games before the holidays when maybe you have a little bit more time uh, to play some games. So I mean, it's great to have these. Uh, Shadow of War plays great. It's super fun. And it's as deep as you want to get into it. You can get into it. And I feel like it wouldn't be a hard game to put down and pick back up. And Hollow Knight just seems like a wholly unique, uh, beautiful experience that I'm really happy to have on the collection. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm plus as well. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer this month. Good job, November 2020. So moving on, uh, we have some PlayStation Plus news slash stories, possibly. Um, why don't you get us kicked off with uh bug snacks there, Chris? Yeah, um, so Chris snacks, 
bug snacks. It's called bug snacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, bug snacks for PS five was announced for PlayStation plus. Um, and we weren't sure if you'd be able to claim that if you didn't have a uh, PlayStation five, but uh, yes, we are able to do that. Uh, I believe you can still do that depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but I think um, you'll be able to do that for, yeah, I guess depending on when you listen to the podcast, but pretty deep into December, I feel like, cause it only came out November 12th, right? When the PlayStation five right. dropped. Yeah. So should still be available. So go ahead and grab that. Even if you don't have a PS five, if you're planning on getting one free game, there you go. Always good. Uh, I have one here. Uh, been a lot of stuff's been popping up on uh, on the internet about the value of PlayStation Plus uh, for 2020, and it's pretty wild. Um, with the free with the free games that we got um, and the PS Plus collection, I think that adds uh, probably adds a lot to the price tag. Um, but this is based on the lowest prices the games are available. Uh, on the PlayStation Store digitally, twenty um, twenties, the games offered in twenty twenty uh, came up just under five hundred dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, it was like four eighty something uh, for <laughs> a what is it a sixty dollar yearly subscription, hundred dollar yearly yeah. subscription? That's yeah. that's wild. Uh, once again, you got to gauge the value because are these games that you would have played? I mean. No, <laughs> but I mean, maybe you have a podcast, but maybe you have a podcast. <laughs> maybe you have a best friend that you want to do a podcast with. Sure. Sure. Don't do this one now. <laughs> Go get the fucking Xbox. Thing. You'll be, you'll be feeling from my lawyer <laughs> <laughs> that I can't afford. Cause I just quit my job. <laughs> God, that was where my legal coverage came from. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Great. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to pay for it to play games with your friends online anyways. So might as well get about $500 worth of games too. So I thought that was a neat bit of news. Let's keep on rolling and get into next month's offerings. Uh, December 2020. And Sony has given us an early Christmas present by dropping three games on us. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off with Worms Rumble? Yeah, our first game is Worms Rumble, and here's a little description from the PlayStation blog. Uh, This is Worms like you've never played it before, with uh, intense, real-time, arena-based, 32-player, cross-platform combat. Oh my god, that's a lot of buzzwords. That's a big sentence. (laughs) That was a whole lot of buzzwords, just right in a row. (laughs) Uh, Use a variety of fan-favorite weapons, like the bazooka and shotgun. Plus all new additions to the armory to bring the pain to your invertebrate opponents as you climb the ranks. Customize your worm. We're going to get back to that. (laughs) Then take part in seasonal events, daily challenges, and community collaborations for additional XP and rewards. And experimental game modes in the lab. Get ready for deathmatch and battle royale. Ugh. Where you're you're only ever a holy hand grenade away from death. So nice little Monty Python. Chris, you really you really got into that at the end there, and I appreciate that. Hey, I'm a I'm a damn professional. So it starts off with this is worms like you never played it before, but I kind of like worms as I was playing it before. The amount of times that I've looked up, looked for a Worms game, because you just want some, a turn-based, you know, tactical game. Yeah. Worms does it. Destroy the environment a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Bouncy grenades, all that fun shit. Yeah, I 
I watched a video with the gameplay of this or the the video that came out because I think this is actually a new game period um, for on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I think it's releasing uh, with PlayStation Plus. Um, it, it looks like Worms, but I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like what I see. I like Worms to be turn based, like just call it something else. I guess Worms gets a lot of people in the door and they're counting on the gameplay of keeping everybody there. And I mean, you can customize your worm and so. you've got a bazooka <laughs> and shotgun. I cannot wait for your worm customization, Chris. We're going to have to have a worm customization party. I hope I get to name my worm. His name is, his name is worm. Damn it. His name is Bruce. <laughs> so that's Deathmatch and battle Royale because everything has to have battle royale. Oh, God. Last room. Yeah. Last room standing, Chris. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm going to put a preemptive plus on this one. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say we're already plus on Worms Battle Royale. Uh, Is that the name of the game? No. <laughs> it's Worms Rumble. Okay. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Kirk, why don't you tell us about Just Cause? Jump into an action packed open world sandbox experience and cause chaos with a wide selection of weaponry. Probably a bazooka, maybe a shotgun, vehicles, and gear as Rico Rodriguez skydives in the exotic climes of South America. Explore the remote South American country of Solus, 1,024 square kilometers, I don't even know what that is, of exotic playground from rainforest to desert to snowy mountain peaks, brooding with conflicts, secrets, and untold danger. Man, I am having a trouble with my commas and my periods. Fight <laughs> fight Black Hand and a tech-driven private military organization under terrifying environmental conditions, including treacherous tornadoes and tropical lightning storms. And use never-before-seen in-game physics to tune, turn the extreme weather to your advantage. Strap into your wingsuit, equip your fully customizable grappling hook, and get ready to bring the thunder. This is why we plus. I am so excited for this game. I think that every Just Cause game has been on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> I have never played one, and I really want to play a Just Cause game. I, I, don't know. I, Just, I, I'm, I'm there for I it. I honestly think every Just Cause game has been on PlayStation Plus. We're gonna get. We're gonna talk about this. I think next month. I'm gonna look this up for it when we specifically talk about this game. Um. Yeah, wait, wait, wait till we're doing it. Wait till the show and look at it. And then and then Google it. So then I definitely know Just Cause 3 has been on there and I played it. Just Cause 3 is great. Grappling Hook is great. And I remember the grappling hook from Just Cause 2. I think I've told you about how I used to grappling hook, grapple hook across the map. Because you you shoot it at the ground, you pull yourself up, drift with your parachute, shoot it back at the ground, pull yourself up. Great game. Um I'm excited for our weather twist on this one. And I'm going to double check and make sure I don't have this in my library. Because like I said, I've played every Just Cause on PlayStation. And I just want to make sure I don't have this one. I don't think I do. But I'm going to make sure. I'm excited. Another huge game. A lot of physics fun to be had. Uh, It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm 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 super hypey for it. Uh, I can only be disappointed at this point. And this is why we plus. I love that, by the way. <laughs> uh, 
Finally, I'm excited bonus about Jonas. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, man, fucking triple play here, Sony. Thank you. Go. <laughs> let's uh, let's grip it and rip it on Rocket Arena. So, <clears throat> Rockets rule everything in this explosive online three v three shooter where you're never out of the action. Try out a roster of fantastic heroes with distinctive rockets and abilities to rule the arena. Learn how to time your dodges, lead your targets, and unearth new strategies based on your squad and try out in-game items such as the Rocket Magnet, Trip Mine, and Speed Boost to change the course of combat. Earn experience to unlock rocket parts, totem parts, and spectacular outfits to customize your hero's look. Mix, match, and level up powerful artifacts to give your heroes impressive new stat boosts and effects. Dive into Knockout for classic 3v3 competitive action. telling me what to do, you game. <laughs> or practice your favorite combos against Rocket Bots first. Rocket Bots, Kirk! Compete to score goals in Rocket Ball, Control Zones in Mega Rocket, and go for the gold in Treasure Hunt. Why isn't it called Rocket Treasure Hunt? Why isn't it called Rocket Hunt? <laughs> Treasure Hunt. Treasure Rocket. I'm so, hey, RIP headphone users. Um, I'm genuinely sorry about that, but I got a little excited about the rockets. <laughs> There's a lot of rockets. I, I, once again, I looked at the video. This kind of looks fun. I'm kind of excited to play. I definitely want to jump in and play it and see what the fuck is going on, especially because the podcast is about playing these games. So we will, but I'm excited about yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, kind of a kind of an easy month for us considering this because we had two like gigantic single-player experiences this month. But now we've got, you know, three games, but two of them are multiplayer. You know, it's going to be, I feel them. like it's going to be easier to dip in and out. Yeah, dip right out of that worm's rumble. Hey, we look, we're not going to have another Street Fighter 5. I know. I promise I won't. I'll be good. No, we're going to play. We're going to have fun. We're, we're going to invite our friends to come play it with us and drag you down with us. <laughs> yeah. Drag me to drag me to Worms Rumble. December yeah, is going to be interesting. Be good, I think we have some great stuff on our hands with Just Cause 4. I think Rocket Arena. I think we're going to have fun with it. I think Worms is a wild card. I think Rocket Arena is going to be the kind of thing where come like December 15th, there's going to be maybe the 20th. Maybe when kids start getting out of school and there's like, you know, they've been out for like three or four days. That's when the game's going to become unplayable for folks like you and me. (laughs) When they've had a couple of days to, you know, just figure out how to use the rockets to their advantage. Uh, That's going to become just literally unplayable. Chris, it has rocket jumps. You use your rocket to jump. And then you uh, shoot people a with a bomb. rocket and it's like smash. You don't, you're not, you're not dealing damage to anybody. You're building up their gauge to be rocketed off the level. Oh my God. Yeah. Gauge, Chris gauge. Sounds explosive. Damn. It's time for plus ones. <laughs> and this is the part of the show where Chris and I talk about something that we are plus about uh, from the month. Uh, Chris, Kick me off here. I think we both dipped into this a bit. Yeah, and I think we're both going to be bringing two things. It's plus twos this month, baby. Shit. Uh, we're off brand. <laughs> yeah, my first one is Rhythm of War. Uh, it's the fourth entry in Brandon Sanderson's epic fantasy series, The Stormlight Archive. Um, yeah, I could go on forever about this. Uh, but just to sum up, this is the fourth book out of a plan 10 uh, the series is divided into two sets of five books, so this is the penultimate 
uh, book. The penultimate set. of the first half? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, Is it the semi-penultimate? Yeah, I think that's definitely the technical term. Um, things are happening. It's really exciting. I am... Actually, I think I just saw that I was 69% of the way nice. through. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Go read Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere Works. Uh, Mistborn, Elantris, Warbreaker, and the Stormlight Archive. It's very rewarding um, when you get this far into it and you can, you know, see, oh, that person's wearing a lot of rings. That triggers something in my brain um, to see how it's an Easter egg or interconnected between all these series. When I, um, I brought up... Um... I think we might have talked about this, but when I brought up uh, the boys um, last month, I think Mm -hmm. um, I talked about how I love the show because they're real people with their problems in fantastic situations and like in fantastic worlds. And this is done the same way in the Stormlight Archive. These are normal people with busted ass problems like like you read about down our colon and you're like, Oh, that's just fucking me. Except for he's has superpowers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I, yeah, I like, love that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, each book, you know, focuses around a character. And so far we've had, you know, a character with uh, what looks like dissociative identity disorder. Getting, and we've had getting wild. I am, yeah, I am 5% had, in this book and this shit is off the rails. Characters struggling with alcoholism and depression. And in this book, it's big time PTSD. These characters are suffering from imposter not, syndrome know. in this one too. Yeah. Yeah. Big a lot time. of the imposter syndrome. So yeah, it's, it's just really interesting and it, you know, sheds light on important topics like that in a really fun, fantastical way. Um, my second thing is a little bit uh, more accessible, a little bit less barrier to entry. Um, and I think we really just need to help out those McElroy boys and, you know, get their podcasts out. Yeah, there. They, they really um, need the the boost. Yeah, they, they need the, the PS nonplus bump. Um, so <laughs> till death do us blart is a yearly eternal podcast where uh, the McElroy brothers uh, from all of their podcasts, my brother, my brother and me and so on uh, along with Tim Batt and Guy Montgomery from the worst idea of all time uh, discuss the movie Paul Bart mall cop two. Uh, they've been doing this since I think 2015 uh, every American Thanksgiving, a new episode is released uh, and their promise to the audience is that the podcast will go on forever. When one of them dies, they have a replacement ready to pick it up the that next is, year. Which, is this true? Yeah, this is how the show works. Um, and it's just insane because they've been doing this, you know, once a year they watch this this movie, I say, uh, and they've just developed so many metatextual layers about what is what is essentially a piece of how many, how I actually, many episodes are there? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty. So this is the sixth. Oh, this will be the sixth one this year. Um, yeah, it's it's and yeah, it's super easy to subscribe, and then once a year you get this this thing. It's just beautiful to well, look forward to. Me. Hold on a second. I'm gonna nope, not gonna do this while we're recording. And I actually watched Paul Blart two this year. I've never seen the first Paul Blart Mall Cop, uh, and I you know what. I can actually say that it's total filth. It's an absolute garbage movie and the whole world should be ashamed regardless of whether or not they're involved with the making of stuff. Where can I watch Paul Blart, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? 
I had to buy it for $6 on Amazon. (laughs) You're part of the problem. I am super part of the problem. You're welcome, Kevin. Wow. Wow. And I like him. Kevin James, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a decent actor. And he likes to get involved in the jiu-jitsu. Top-notch physical comedy. Like, yeah, he's... But, man, can he just not stop telling a joke? (laughs) I'm excited to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and not take your recommendation. I, my plus one is two shows (laughs) that are on Netflix right now. Uh, The first, yeah, I know. The first, everybody, uh, I'm sure, hopefully has watched or is planning on watching. Great time to watch during the holidays. The... Netflix original series, The Queen's Gambit, starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, you might remember her. I don't know. I watched Switch, and that's where I noticed her from, the M. Night Shyamalan Split. superhero movie. What's that? You mean Split. Motherfuck. <laughs> <laughs> also, Glass. She was in Glass. I haven't seen Glass yet, and I really want to. Is Glass good? No, it's fucking filth. <laughs> it's- <laughs> It's genuinely bad. James McAvoy is like super good. I was about to say James McAvoy is great in Split, and I think uh, what's it called? Unbreakable is like one of my favorite movies. Is this one? Yeah, yeah. Is this one that bad? Is Glass that bad, dude? It's 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 atrocious. But no, you should watch it. You should. No, I'm serious. You should watch it just to know that M Night is truly lost. Philly boy. All right. Uh, It follows uh, this show follows a young chess phenom. Um, as she rises to the ranks, grows up, goes on her quest to become a chess master. Um, and one thing that was really cool about the show is that's not spoiler. It avoids a lot of tropes that you expect like, um, Oh, she's a woman in a man's world during the fifties and sixties. We got to talk about that. They don't really like, she dismisses it. So the show dismisses it and it's, it's really neat. It's just, it's really focused on the game of chess and this woman's attempt to become a master and all her foibles and problems along the way. And um, it's just done super, really well. The acting's amazing. Uh, the cinematography is amazing. The music's fantastic. And it makes you want to play chess. The, the chess scenes uh, blow you the fuck away. <laughs> and it makes you realize you, it makes you want to play chess. And then you download the app on your phone to play chess And you remember, oh, wait, that's right. I'm really bad at chess and I'm not going to play chess. You got to play chess to get good at chess. No, no. If I'm not good at it right away, I quit. Looking at you, Hollow Knight. No, I'm just kidding. I played Hollow Knight. (laughs) Looking at you, Street Fighter V. I like that that Anya Taylor-Joy. She was in in The Vavitch. She was in The Witch, which is one of my favorite uh, recent horror movies. I was about to say, I don't know what The Witch is. Um, I've... I listened to an interview with her and uh, she is a very interesting person. I think she's of like English and Venezuelan descent. I think uh, Argentine. I was on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. But yeah, English and South American. Yeah. Of some sort. She's and she's super interesting, like uh, trained or studied like the classics and stuff like that. And she always wanted to be an actress and is doing it and she's great at it. And Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's crushing it. She's a big year lately. Uh, New Mutants, which you can oh. watch on Amazon. She's in that. Oh yeah, wait, that came out on that's on Amazon. That, that was that supposed to go to theaters yeah, and then COVID I, happened. I got, I got a re- I got a review from listener Mike D. Uh, 
a solid C plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. New Mutants was an amazing book, so I'm sure it's an amazing movie. So did that release on Amazon because of COVID? Uh yes, I think because of COVID. And how didn't now, how didn't Disney scoop that? I don't know. Because it's at Fox? Yeah, you would think. This is this is not the time or place for that conversation. No, let's get, you know what I'm gonna Google. <laughs> What a couple of assholes. Uh, My second plus one is just a fucking nostalgia trip. Uh, We finished Queen's Gambit, um, and I just wanted to eat some junk food and watch something on TV. So we're we're coming through the Netflix, and and you know when you, you stop on something for half a second and it starts playing the preview for the show on Netflix, Chris? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, um, so this happened to me, and the show I had stopped on was Survivor. <laughs> what? Survivor still exists? Yes. I haven't seen an episode of Survivor since late middle school, early high school, maybe. And they have season 27 of Survivor on Netflix right now, and that was filmed in 2015. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild. That this show is still going on. And it's not good. It's not good. There's a lot of shitty people on that show. A lot of decent human beings. A lot of shitty human beings. And I don't like how it's just become like a game. Like everybody's like, oh, I love the game. It's all about the game of Survivor. I was like, I thought we just like ate coconuts and, you know, did some physical challenges every once in a while. But no, that's not what Survivor is anymore. Um and Jeff Probst seems like he he's just cashing those checks now. He's not even fucking trying. Not even fucking trying. Uh, but it was a super cool nostalgia trip for anybody who like grew up who was a young Survivor fan. Um, it was awesome. There's two seasons available of it available on Netflix. And my wife and I started watching the second season and both looked at each other and said, no, nah, I've had enough and stopped quickly. Uh, so, I mean, get a couple episodes of Survivor. And it was, like I said, it was kind of funny, kind of interesting. Fuck me. That You watched two episodes and said, no, thank you. And that you, you decided you had to tell everyone oh, on no, your no, podcast. No, no, Chris, I watched all of season 27. Okay. We watched 13 right. episodes of Survivor. To the final tribal council, sir. <laughs> Who won? Did Boston Rob win? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Fucking topical. <laughs> Fucking topical. No, somebody just as horrible. His name was Tony? He is a cop from Jersey City. And it's all as terrible as you think it, <laughs> it is. Uh, I've dipped into, you know, Survivor in the past, in recent years. And yeah, I get what you're saying. Because it has become this, like, meta Yeah, it's thing. super meta. It's so far up its own mm-hmm. ass of, like, oh, you so, so you know? So, so, Tony, like, fucking lied, cheated, and stealed the whole season. Oh, I guess this is spoilers for anybody who wants. <laughs> don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Uh, <laughs> it's from 2015. If you care... What and uh, he went up against this guy named Wu, who was super nice the whole season. He just didn't play the game as much. So it's like this guy swore on his child, wife, and dead dad's grave that <laughs> he wasn't lying to people while he was lying to people. 
and people respected that enough to give him the win because he was playing <laughs> because he was playing the game. Sure, totally. Yeah, he just played the game. He just played the game so well. He's just playing. He's just <sighs> playing the game. Remember. Uh, you can always tell us uh, your plus ones uh, each month by emailing us at podcastnonplussed at gmail.com or joining our Discord, and I'll have the link for that in the show notes. Um, you can do that like listener Anthony did. Uh, his plus one was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, he likes that Ubisoft took out the constant loot grinding from Origins and Odyssey and added a more expansive upgrade system uh, to give you more options with your character. Um, also, we heard from Chris H. Uh, he's been dipping into the new Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion. Uh, he's been enjoying the dark space magic, and the episodic release of the content has been keeping him in it. I've also been dipping into that Beyond Light and enjoying it quite a bit. Lots to do. I have not touched Dude, it. Dude, there's so. Do you, did you um, purchase it? Purchase it? Man, I sure hope not, because like I said, I have not touched it Dude, yet. Dude, there's so much fucking content in there. I was just talking to. Uh, I was just playing with Dave a little bit today, and I literally, I from the time I woke up this morning, I completed three quests, and I gained six more. And if the game keeps going that way, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Oh God, that scares it, me. It's it's a lot of content, man, but it's it's fun to play, and like you can like if I get 15, 20 minutes in the morning to to hop on something like I know I can hop in there, finish a quest, a strike, like something like I can advance my character in some way. And I guess that's what all video games is, is taking the time until we inevitably die. Shuffle <laughs> off this mortal coil. <laughs> that's it for this episode of PS non plus cast. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, everyone who participated, we had quite a few this month and it's, it's pretty exciting. I hope we, it keeps growing and we keep getting the participation. Um, you guys keep making us better and make the show even more fun. Uh, you can find me on PlayStation at master cylinder. And I'm at dingo Sphinx. Uh, you can email us questions and feed and give us feedback at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, join the nonplus discord link. Uh, I have the link in the show notes. Um, you can find us on Twitter at nonplus PS. Uh, I will be streaming uh, a PlayStation plus game every Wednesday at 9 PM Eastern on Twitch at Mastacil, M A S T A C Y L. Uh, anything else from you, Chris? No, that's awesome. It. Well, thanks again, buddy. Um, and thank you for listening. Stay plus. Bye.